Welcome to TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining me today is Justin Sexton, Director of Strategy and Product Development with Performance Livestock Analytics, to discuss technology at the ranch. Justin, welcome to TSCRA Talk. I'm so excited to have you with us. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. So I would describe myself as a farm kid from Ohio. I uh, grew up on a diversified row crop farm. We had a few cows around to graze areas that we couldn't farm. We fed our own cattle out and would be a self-described farmer feeder. Did my undergraduate work at the University of Kentucky and then graduate work predominantly focused on ruminant nutrition and heifer development at the University of Illinois. Spent the early part of my career, Kristen, in extension in both Illinois and Missouri with a focus on forage use efficiency. So whether that be grazing or uh, or store to forage use. So did some work on hay feeders and, and hay storage as well. Then I, I spent three years at Certified Angus Beef, where I was director of supply development and learned quite a bit about how ultimately the production of high quality cattle and that flow through the supply chain and, and a lot on the restaurant and retail end. And then had the opportunity to join Performance Livestock Analytics about uh, two years ago as uh, director of strategy and, and product development. So took what I had learned about the supply chain and, and the day-to-day work that farmers and ranchers face and try to work that into software solutions today. Well, very, very interesting. So today we're going to be talking about using technology at the ranch. And to get us into the right mindset, I know this is going to seem like a really simple and basic question, but in a nutshell, what are the benefits of utilizing technology at the ranch? So at its core, I think technology should provide the the user the benefit of a simpler experience. And so whether that's a simpler record-keeping experience, it's a simpler labor experience, or it saves them time in in some way. So I, I think you can think about technology a number of different ways. Like, you know, does it reduce the amount of physical work that you have to do? So we would say that we have a lot of mechanical technology that's deployed on the ranch. The other way that you know most people think about technology on the computer and, and mobile side, and so it, it simplifies record keeping, it minimizes the amount of data we have to enter, or it provides us some sort of automated insights that help us do a better job of managing cattle. On the note of record keeping, this is the theme that comes up again and again here on the podcast. And it's, it's one of those things, producers can take experience and tradition into consideration when making decisions, but then also bringing in the component of actual facts can be helpful. Yeah, I, I think I, we would view that the same way, only I, I would maybe think about it just a little bit different from a standpoint of, I think a lot of producers make decisions on, a, on experience in the past not because they lack or don't want to use data, but because experience in the past is easy to remember and it's easy to implement. And so I'll use an example from my own experience in that I, 
you know, we would have grown up keeping a lot of records on our cow herd. And I joke that I, I know there are at least 20 red books somewhere at, at my house that have an awful lot of data in them. But the amount of decisions that came from those red books was very limited. And so I think many times we think about record keeping and data as one, it's a chore. And we, we think, well, we could do a better job if we had more data. And I think what many producers find themselves is what is often referred to in, in drip syndrome. So, so they're data rich, information poor. So we have a lot of data, but the ability to convert those data points into information and ultimately decisions is where I think technology offers us a lot of opportunities today because we can take all of that data, visualize it in a way that I can make better decisions and not have to spend time pouring over each of the individual data points. And so I think many times it's not the lack of data that we suffer from. It's more the ability to translate it into to an actionable decision at the ranch when the cow's in front of us or we're trying to sort calves in the alley. For those producers who are solely using the Red Books for record keeping, what do you recommend for them to get started with digital record keeping? Yeah, the first thing is, I mean, arguably, you have to be able to gather the data that ends up in the Red Book. So that's step one, mission accomplished. Because ultimately, in, in those cases, the animals are individually identified and you can manage to an individual animal. I think what we see, uh, uh, the next logical step that, that producers make is, you know, they get that data into some sort of computer program that then makes the storage of the data a little easier and the movement of the data a bit easier. And so those two, I think, are, are commonly implemented on, on many ranches across the country. I think the part that oftentimes is maybe the next step is looking at that data in a way that is, what is the decision that I need to make and what data am I not getting to make the decision? I think many times the systems that we have in place today provide us a reasonable way to showcase data that says, okay, which cow weaned the heaviest calf? And, you know, she may have weaned the heaviest calf, but do I know why? And those are the types of questions that I think many times are what we don't ask ourselves is, what do I not know about the cow? What am I not collecting? Or what am I not able to move the data around to understand it? And so, providing a method or, or thinking about it in a way that like, here's the questions that I can't answer and what data do I need to gather is for me the next step for many operations. Because just the current solutions many times provide an answer to a simple question. It's really those harder questions that we often don't have enough data or a mechanism to aggregate the data to make those decisions on. That makes sense. And when margins are tight, it's those type of information points that are really going to keep branches moving forward and thriving, just increasing that efficiency. Yeah. And essentially it's those, you know, whether it's a drought or tight margins or, or whatever drives you to, to make the decision. In many cases, you find yourself, you know, wishing you had gathered information prior to make better decisions from. 
I think that is maybe the, the biggest challenge is how do we look three years down the road to know what, what information will I need to make a decision when I get into a tight spot? So I feel like the underlying advice here would be start now. If you're not doing some kind of electronic record keeping, start now and just continue to grow, continue to ask that question. What other information do I need? Could I use to make these more educated decisions? Looking at different technology practices, what are some of the new ones that have been adopted in recent years at the ranch level? I think there's a couple of them that in how we define Reese and Kristen could be up for debate. But if you look at how some practices are adopted across the industry, you would say it's still very slow in its adoptive rate. And that if we think predominantly around uh, ester synchronization, that's a reproductive management technology that continues to evolve. You can look in any um, fire catalog today and you'll see a whole host of number of different practices that have been changed over time to make ester synchronization easier and and to time you know when those cows are going to get bred and ultimately to time your calving season and that's one that i think as the labor has gotten easier around that where we're you know breeding by appointment and and can work large groups of cows collectively that's something that i've i've seen adopted across the industry in a significant way the other one that you see is increasingly there are a number of behavioral solutions where it's monitoring animals' behavior around estrus or calving or temperature monitoring. Those are kind of the big three. You'll see some sort of a device you can put on the cow that'll give you an indication when she might calve. Estrus detection is, is fairly common commonly adopted. And, and then you see different tag or sensor devices that are monitoring the temperature of, of weaned calves or or backgrounded calves. And so I think the challenge that I lay out to beef producers in those type of adoption situation is those do a nice job of solving a singular, very point-based problem. And so I'll refer to those as, as point-based solutions and that I have problem A in this piece of technology solves problem A. But if I have problem B, so if I have a, if I need to know when the cow's going to calve and I need to know when she's going to be an estrus, those, when there are two different solutions, that requires me to adopt two different technologies. And so one thing for producers to think about going forward is how can they adopt a technology that ultimately integrates information from all of those? I use an example from agronomy, oftentimes you know, whether it's whatever your preference of, of color of tractor is, in case John Deere, they have operating systems on them now that integrate with many different implement brands and, and products. And that the row crop farmer wants something that they can use across the operation, not just works if it's only one brand of equipment. So similar mentality, I encourage people to think about on the, on the beef side as well. That makes sense. Looking down the road, what are some things you anticipate seeing in the coming years? A couple of things. The first one is just further implementation of the evolution in genetics. And so I talked about, you know, estrus synchronization as one area of adoption. Genetic testing is certainly another. That has been widely adopted by seed stock producers. And so that genetic testing component will continue to grow 
in the commercial segment. And, and the reason for that, I, I think, is just the increased need and focus around predictability and, and the value proposition of feeding and managing known genetics versus the unknown. And, and there's certainly a place for both. But as you think about resource utilization and the, and the quest for efficiency, I think we'll increasingly see the feeding segment begin to look at, well, what is the genetic value of the animals that I'm putting on feed and, and how can I capitalize on knowing what that genetic potential is before they start? The next area I, I think you'll see continue evolution is around behavior monitoring and, and making decisions, predictive decisions based off of that be behavior as well as the genetic potential in that, you know, I think today many of us think a lot about the records that we keep and the things that we monitor and we think retroactively. And so, you know, as I talked about, you know, the next step is, you know, to get records that give you that retrospective view where we're going gives you a predictive view. And so whether that's technology that monitors behavior or technology that takes that genetic potential and says, here's the outcome 180 days down the road that you can, you can strive for, any technology that we see adopted going forward will be looking, in the, be looking from that point forward as opposed to retrospective. So be predictive. And the other one I think you will continue to see is technology around just a connected supply chain and enhancements around traceability. And so that's not specifically, you know, a day-to-day -day makes my ranching life easier area of technology, but it's one where as we think about what, you know, consumer demand is and, you know, where consumer preferences ultimately will lead us from a beef standpoint, it's what technologies can I use that maybe provide me insights around you know, the productivity of my cow herd. They provide uh, health information to the feed yard and, and allow them to sort the cattle in a way that they get a more predictable outcome. And all the while, it provides traceability solutions to the processor or ultimately the consumer. That's the third area that I would see evolving. Very, very interesting. A few questions that come up with technology naysayers one being technology is updated at such a fast rate these days. What do you have to share with folks who are concerned about staying up to date? Yeah, it's a common question that, you know, if you think about the technology that was around five or 10 years ago, you know, all of us have probably a, a filing cabinet or a, a box somewhere of things that we used to think were, were really quite advanced. And so one of the things I encourage producers to think about as they adopt technology is always ask the question to the technology provider is, you know, what is the process for, for updating and, and upgrading? What is their plans for building out and expanding in the future? Because ultimately, when you go and, and choose a technology provider or some sort of technology solution, that upfront cost many times is, is arguably the biggest. And so you want to make sure that, one, you're investing in a solution 
that not only fits your needs and that's that's the easiest thing but also one that's going to fit your needs and and grow with your operation down the road and so when you're shopping for technology or evaluating one i always encourage people to think about you know if i double the size of my cow herd or i start a, a stocker operation and start feeding a bunch of yearlings on pasture how does this solution fit or grow as i grow my operation another question for them to ask is you know so you know if i bring on hired help or bring a family member into the operation how can they use it is it limited by a device or is it something that can be applied to anybody's phone or ipad or android device that they're using so expansion capabilities is, is another big question beyond just will it be upgraded as they evolve the platform over time those are fantastic things to keep in mind and and to consider when evaluating a different platform and and talk to us a little bit about those producers who feel like they're a little bit tech phobic when it comes to technology yeah i i use myself as an example many times in that you know as, as i introduced myself there's uh the, many people find it humorous how i found my way into the technology space but i i use like i said i use myself as if if a, a farm kid from ohio who was trained as a nutritionist can get involved in technology at the at the rate i'm at anybody can do it but i also would say our customers are great examples of those who we have customers from 12 years old to 80 plus that use their iphone or ipad to deliver feed every single day and and you couldn't trade them you couldn't make them trade but more so maybe not specific to our technology i think the biggest thing is if we think about technology today you know one of the handiest devices that we have is is our phone or or our computer ipad whatever it is and and that's technology that that we use every day and and some of us all the time during the day and so just be willing to try and look for solutions that that make things better on the ranch and there are a number of solutions that are that range from free to really expensive in the technology space but just the willingness to give it a try and find out if it fits within the context of of your operation is half the battle to using technology in that i think the fear of it not working or or not being able to figure it out limits more people's adoption of technology than the technology not actually solving their solution so my encouragement is uh, feel free to give it a try i will almost guarantee you the technology provider has seen some level of challenge with previous customers that they're comfortable with dealing with whatever fear or challenge you think you can throw well, that's very encouraging. And Justin, our time is coming to a close today. Thank you so much for being with us and for sharing your insight. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. To learn more about TSCRA, visit tscra.org. TSCRA.